Welcome to Bushy Boos, a podcast hosted by a brother and sister from another mister. I'm Cam. I'm David. Thank you for listening as we talk about Black culture, Asian culture, pop culture, culture culture, and quite frankly, anything else we want to talk about. <laughs> hey, Boo. Hey, Boo. <laughs> I just looked up at you and started laughing. That's okay. So I can be funny looking sometimes. No, I am not calling you funny looking. I am not. Stop it. <laughs> How are you doing? Um, let's see. I'm doing all right, I guess, because as we, as the boo-boos know and you know from last episode, I talked about how I got into a car accident and I've been driving around in a rental car mm-hmm. and I had to turn in the rental car that the insurance company was providing because they, they only did it up to a certain date. And so then I had to get my own rental car and it's an upgrade from what I was driving because previously under the other uh, rental company, I had a Toyota Corolla, mm-hmm. which I despised because I could hear every noise on the road. It was such a noisy little car. And no, I'm not knocking people who have a Corolla. It's just not for me. You know what's funny? I told hmm. one of my friends this a couple of days ago. I said, you know, you aging when noises bother you. <laughs> Quiet down with all that noise. Like, what's that noise? Well, that's the thing. Well, coming back from the Genesis that I was driving to this Corolla, the Genesis is really quiet. You really can't hear much. Uh-huh. And so, in fact, I would have to turn my music down and be like, oh, there is an ambulance behind me, you know? <laughs> but the, the Corolla is the opposite. I, I couldn't hear the ambulance because all I could hear was the noise inside the car from the motor and the road. It was driving me crazy. I thought I was getting migraines from it. Oh, no, we don't want that. We yeah. want you to be well. Yeah. But I turned in that car and I got my own rental for the next few weeks while I'm trying to get my new car. And they gave me um, a Nissan Altima. Mm-hmm. And oh, so. Okay, Altima. Okay, <laughs> upgrade. Wait, is, was that no- that one noisy? It's not noisy. It's actually quite, I was pleasantly surprised about how this car rides and, you know, because I've never really been in an Altima before and, you know, shout out to the sales associate girl who helped me at the rental company. I was supposed to get a medium um, compact car. That's what I rented, but you know, we had a nice little conversation and she upgraded me to a large compact car, no charge. Okay. Now see, See, being nice to people. That's right. Just okay. How about their day? It's like, you know what? I'm going to hook you up. <laughs> and that's what happened because, you know, it was hectic in the rental car company that day. And I said, looks like you all having quite a day. And then she unloaded with her oh, issues, which I was happy to listen to, but we kind of laughed about it in the end. And so I think just listening to her and listening her out and her story and her day, she decided to give me that upgrade. And so, you know, I was pleasantly surprised. But at the same time, so I got this Altima and I was, um, I enjoyed the ride in it. It was much smoother and quieter than the previous Corolla, but I was telling some students about how I was, they, I was given an Altima and then one of them started cracking up. I'm like, why? <laughs> so she's like, you haven't seen all the memes about Altima drivers? <laughs> You're like, um, no, should I'm I like, be no, concerned? I, was, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I may look younger, but I'm not young. I was like... <laughs> So I looked up some of the memes and they're, they're like POV, Nissan Ultima owners terrorizing everyone else on the road. And that shows like these muscular hands behind the steering of a pink steering wheel. Because apparently like girls who drive Ultimas are reckless drivers for some reason. 
Oh. I guess that's the implication. Like Ultima, female Ultima drivers are reckless. Well, Google's it, out there that are listening. <laughs> if you believe that female Ultima drivers, or if you experience an aggressive female Ultima driver, let us know. Or <laughs> well, Ultima, not old. I said Ultima. <laughs> yeah, Ultima. Ultima. <laughs> but like, so there's another meme where there's an Ultima with it's all the back has been rear-ended and it's crashed. And it says, shawties will wreck their car like this and say, oopsies. <laughs> Listen, as long as it can still get me from point A to point B, if it's still rolling, then listen, sometimes you so, just got to do that. <laughs> well, I wasn't aware of this whole subculture of poorly driving Ultima drivers. So I, I wasn't aware either. So next time I'm driving and I see an Ultima. <laughs> but you know what? I, 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 can, I can attest to maybe why one of the reasons is because the Altima has no power in the engine. Like when you try to change lanes on the freeway, you got to make sure there's plenty of clearance between you and the next car in the next lane. Uh, because when you try to punch it, the car is not going anywhere. Are they, it's a V4 engine? It's a, yeah, it's a four cylinder. Oh, it's okay. not a turbo engine. Because my old Genesis was a four cylinder with a turbo engine and it, it just had a nice punch to it. Because um, I could just change lanes and accelerate. Like I'm, I'm pressing all the way down and I'm just barely going two miles an hour extra. <laughs> You're messing up the flow of traffic. Oh, I am. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm an Ultima girl, apparently. <laughs> well, the silver lining is in a couple weeks, you'll be in your brand new car with a yeah. stronger engine. <laughs> with my 2.5 liter turbo engine. <laughs> well, I mean, I will say at least your Ultima is working. No, yes, yeah, you know, I'm grateful to be able to have the car and get around. Yeah. Um, but now I don't want to be part of the meme. <laughs> no, no. Change the culture. <laughs> well, um, so I said at least your Ultima is working because my lever on my toilet is broke. Oh no. <laughs> so So when I hear huh? How are you flushing the toilet? Well, I was going to say, when I hear of things actually working, I'm thankful for it. I'm yeah. showing gratitude. <laughs> um, I'm, well, I was flushing the toilet manually. So you know how you can yeah, you take the lid off the, uh -huh. the, the tank and then you can pull the thing up. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. Just pull the thing up and your toilet will flush. Well, now that's broke too. Oh, no. <laughs> too much pulling. <laughs> This started on Monday. So today is Thursday, the day that we're recording. Well, Monday morning, early Monday morning, I woke up in the middle of the night to go to the restroom. I go to flush the toilet. It pushes down, but it's like a snap. And I was like, uh-oh, oh. that doesn't sound good. <laughs> so I'm half asleep. And I take the lid off of the tank and I manually flush the toilet uh -huh. because I, I realized like, oh shoot, the lever broke. So on Monday morning, when I woke up, I YouTubed real quick, broken lever on toilet. Apparently it's a common issue and it's easy to fix. I saw the parts that you need to purchase and you can fix it yourself. Uh -huh. And I said, no problem. I had some other things to take care of. So I said, when I come back from traveling, boo, you know, I will be traveling in the next couple weeks I said when I come back from traveling I will take care of this but for now I'm gonna manually flush my toilet okay Tuesday rolls around you know do my business manually flush the toilet get in the shower scrub a dub dub all clean 
I turn the shower off and I hear that my toilet's running. And I'm like, why is my toilet still running? I flushed it a long time ago. Get out the shower. I look and the tank has not been refilled in the toilet. So the oh. toilet's running and the tank's not refilling. And I'm like, oh my God. So then I Google tank not refilling, toilet running. And apparently there's some parts that need to be replaced in the tank. So my whole toilet's falling apart at this, <laughs> at this moment. <laughs> and I said, okay, Lord. And I said, I'm thankful that I have another toilet that I can use in my home, one. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful that I have access to get this fixed, but it's not getting fixed right now. <laughs> but then I said, what am I going to do? Because I'm not going to sit here and have my toilet running to have my water bill be affected because that mm-hmm. will make your water bill go up. But then also I can't sleep through the night if I just hear a <laughs> toilet running all just day. Just pretend it's like ASMR for waterfalls. <laughs> it is so ghetto food. I, I found a random, so you know how SE sells like those nail stickers? Have you seen those before in the store? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I know what you're talking about. So they come in like a thin package. And so I found a random Essie nail sticker package. Okay. And I slid it between, there's a part where it like, on, on your toilet, the balloon looking part. Uh-huh. It, there's a, a space right there. Well, the balloon looking part was not staying up. So I slid the Essie <laughs> packaging to keep it up to keep it up so now the toilet's not running so my water bill is safe and also i'm not hearing that noise <laughs> well you know you, you got to do what you got to do and and thank god for home warranty policies because now i just have to call they'll come out assess the issue of course i pay a fee for the call but i don't pay for the actual work so um i have to get that fixed but yeah my my toilet is it looks horrible but ghetto engineering to the rescue. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, like you said, at least you have another toilet you can use. Imagine if that was your only toilet. It would be horrible. You'd be going to the backyard for the outhouse. <laughs> I'll, be like, I'll ask my neighbor. Oh, yeah. The 22-year-old. <laughs> well, he's going to be like, uh, let me ask my mom and dad first. <laughs> I'll ask my other neighbor, the older one. He'll be like, what? Maybe he'll come over and fix your toilet. Maybe he would. Maybe he would. Oh. He's got that life experience. He sure does. <laughs> I was like, see, Lord. I said, this is why. I don't want to be dealing with this. <laughs> but Well, Boo, it sounds like you were ingenious and you came up with a clever fix. I did. Just like, I mean, it's a little different, a lot different. Uh-huh. Uh, just like on Alone on the History Channel. <laughs> Where they drop these contestants in the middle of nowhere and they have to fend for themselves. Could not be me, but hats (laughs) off to them. And they don't even got a toilet. (laughs) I think I've seen, wait, is this, um, was this show once on Discovery Channel? I'm not sure. There's so many different ones. I mean, there's Survivor Man, but these are actually contestants who... Um, it's basically the the long the person who can last last the longest out in the wilderness wins before they tap out or before yes. they use the emergency phone to be like yes come, come call so seen... me my leg is broke uh-huh. and I just ate my last fish or <laughs> yeah that's that's exactly it you seen it boo I've seen the first um, season I think oh, okay because... they're on season ten now 
I couldn't watch it after the first season because this guy was eating like fish guts or something. And yeah. I said, I can't do this. And and one, uh, you know, in some seasons they eat the bark off the trees. Because, mm. <laughs> you know, they're really starving for food. But I'm going to read, just so that people are clear about the show, I'm going to read their synopsis. Mm-hmm. This is about the 10th season, but it's basically the whole thing. The 10th season of this the History Channel's popular survival series alone will push a new group of brave contestants to the limit as they tap into their impressive survival skills in a fight to be the last person standing and win the $500,000 cash prize dropped in northern Saskatchewan, Canada, home to vicious predators including territorial black bears, wolves, and moose. The 10 survivals will compete with each other, endure bone-chilling temperatures, and face off against some of the largest animals in North America in an effort to last for as long as they can, with just 10 survival items per person and enough camera gear to self-document their experiences. This is the series' toughest season yet. No camera crews, no gimmicks. Alone is the ultimate test of human will. The $500,000, and then that's taxed, I'm assuming. Probably. Then you have to pay for some type of therapy. <laughs> well, I think the, a lot of these people, they do this in their daily lives, like, um, you know, animal hunting or tracking and survival, um, being a survivalist. So this is a challenge for them that they want to take on. Um, you know, I think if they drop someone like you and me in there, we did already. Day one, three <laughs> hours in. I'm like, it's cold. <laughs> My father loves his show. And he was like, if I were younger, I could go, I could have went on that show. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's funny. One of the contestants, I think I forgot. Maybe he was from Hawaii, but he was, or I, no, I don't think it was him. I don't want to misrepresent, but one of the contestants, they dropped him off. Of course, he's an American. He's like, I don't even know there what Saskatchewan was. He <laughs> uh, didn't want to Google it. <laughs> uh, he's like, I never heard of no Saskatchewan before I was coming to this show. It does sound like a monster or something like Loch Ness. Well, it sounds like monster. Sasquatch, right? <laughs> but it's compelling. And the reason I got into this show, it's hilarious because my sister went to Jonathan Van Ness's comedy show. And Jonathan Van Ness is one of the new Queer Eye um, hosts. Uh, And so Jonathan was talking about how he's addicted to watching the show. So that made my sister go check it out. And Mm -hmm. then my sister got addicted to the show. And she was watching that while she was staying with me during the holidays. And I got a little compelled into uh, interested in some of the episodes she was watching. So when I saw that the new season was starting, I was like, you know what? It was interesting and I'm going to watch it. So here I am watching the new season. (laughs) It is an interesting show because I can remember um, once I saw that person eating the fish guts and then one person, I think they caught a wolverine or something. Uh And then they ate the wolverine, but then they got sick (laughs) and they had to tap out because he thought he had like some type of infection or something Uh like if the wolverine, something was wrong with it. And I was like, poor people. Is the yeah. money really worth? And I know bragging rights to say I won the season of Alone, and I'm the toughest person, and I was able to survive in the wilderness for 569 days or whatever. But they really beat themselves up mentally and physically. They actually don't um, stay that long. I think the longest. I, I, was, I, don't exa- know from, I was exaggerating. But... Oh no, I know, but I was just like, <laughs> just in case someone believed you. Uh, <laughs> 
but the longest like people go i think ever was like maybe 100 days but most mostly they tap out around the 80th or 70th day mm -hmm. so that's still like almost three months though being out there with and nothing. having no contact with your family or friends yeah and they build their own shelters they have to hunt their own food the whole time um so it's you're just literally on your own and uh, they, some of them go so crazy they just talk to themselves make their own characters to themselves <laughs> wilson wilson, wilson. Yeah. <laughs> they make their own wilson yeah they, they do <laughs> so yeah I've, I've been uh enjoying the new season and you know it's like it's one of those shows where you know when you watch reality shows or survival shows or reality uh competition shows you uh, gravitate towards contestants and you want one or two particular people to win mm -hmm. but in this case when i watch alone i'm just admiring all of them trying to do this so i don't care who wins as long as they all survive exactly. and and make it to the end as far as they can go and be okay but a lot of them tap out because they do get ill mm -hmm. you know so well, malnourishment or if they have a broken limb or anything they yeah one woman she had to tap out pretty early in one season because she got a fish hook stick stuck in her hand oh yeah, yeah and imagine if that gets infected she can end up getting her whole hand amputated because the infection travel yeah no, no. yeah then the like i said what uh how contestants will eat tree bark and one of them ate too much tree bark where he couldn't poop poop basically yeah he was so constipated he had to tap out i mean but I guess there was no other option to get nutrients. Yeah, the, I mean, I think sometimes it's the luck of the draw because they all get dropped off in the wilderness, but some areas are better than others in terms of the fishing or maybe there's more birds in that area. So you kind of get lucky depending on where you are. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at the, at the end of the day, none of it is lucky. You're in the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least they can admire nature. I guess that's the silver lining in, in fresh air. Yeah, I'd be done with that for after like 10 minutes. Because that's what happens. I would go to these beautiful sites in nature. And I'm like, this is beautiful. Okay, 15 minutes. I'm done. Let's like, go. Okay, what's next? I'm ready to go eat. Are we leaving? <laughs> Where's the nearest restaurant? Because I am not catching my food, then skinning it, then putting, then starting a fire. Wait, first yeah. you got to collect the materials to start the fire. The most I'm going to do in terms of hitting up the wilderness, because I do plan on doing this, Boo, is to go glamping. Oh, yes. I went glamping when I went to Kenya. I know hey. that sounds really bougie. <laughs> it was very nice. It was a good hey. experience. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, Boo, did they have any uh, chicharrones? Chicharrones? <laughs> chicharrones? No, the they did not. Well, well, maybe when you go glamping, you can have some chicharrones. Maybe if I can find the right place, but I did find the right place in our hood. You were telling me, and I'm so jealous because they sounded delicious. Well, and it's funny because you mentioned you saw this on TikTok, mm -hmm. and that's how I saw it through social media, through Reels. And people were posting these amazing looking chicharrones, basically with their fried uh, long pieces of pork mm -hmm. belly, which is almost like bacon. Yeah. And it's, it's just as beautiful. <laughs> they are fatty and meaty <laughs> like better than bacon literally because you get that fried <laughs> crunch of like pig skin and fat oh my we god so I don't, we right sound now. so fat right now I know. <laughs> but i'm telling you it'll make your mouth water and then i know you saw the trend where people bought that and they were dipping it in guacamole chunky guac <laughs> it has to be it can't be no smooth guac something about yeah. like 
thickness and chunkiness. Oh. <laughs> is this another X-rated episode? Uh, the way you make it a sound, but me and food have a special relationship. <laughs> well, food can be very sensual, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I went to go get uh, uh, this chicharrones from La Esperanza Market, and I was surprised because they're in San Bernardino, and not too far from where we are, and but unfortunately for well if you know San Bernardino you look at the address and you're like oh no that's the hood <laughs> it's a couple streets it's buzzwords <laughs> and so yeah I was so I went there and I, I'm not I don't let those kind of things stop me if I want to do something well and but, the best, best food be in those places yeah then you know because you know that's where I get my red velvet cake up in Inglewood <laughs> but um so I went to the market and it was very, how do I say, homely looking. And um, if we're talking about age seasoned, a seasoned building. <laughs> a non-ADA compliant <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, and so I go in and it's just like this little Mexican version of like a 7-Eleven, but with way less stuff. <laughs> and, but then there's a, on the side, there's a meat market and then they make Mexican dishes there, burritos and um, tostadas and tacos or whatever, all the different kind of meats that they have. But the star of the show is the chicharrones. Mm. So I went and you have to order it by the pound. And at the moment when I got them, they're about $14 a pound, but well worth it. So I bought three pounds because mm-hmm. I was going to share with my family. And I bought some, I waited about 10 minutes to make them. And then while I was waiting, all the customers were looking at me like, why is this? I'm not a gringo, but they're basically like, why is this gringo here? This person who doesn't look like us. And I didn't feel like they were mad dogging me or anything. It was just they were perplexed why someone, this Asian person that's coming into their hood waiting for chicharrones. She's like, I want some chicharrones. And I heard this is the spot to get them. But now my Islander side wanted the chicharrones, really. (laughs) Could it be reheated in the air fryer? Yes, that's what I did, boo. And you know what? Okay. Even even coming out of the fridge, it was still crunchy. Ooh. Yeah, so the air fryer just re-crunchified and heated it up, but it was still good a day or two after. So, so they batter, but it's not a wet batter. It's a dry batter that they dip. They in. season it and they deep fry it. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it's just this crunchy fatty bacon <laughs> you sink your teeth into it and so what i did with some of it, i mean i would eat some of it on its own but then i also went home and i made chicharrones burritos on my own Ooh. and and then the next morning i made a chicharrones breakfast burrito i put eggs and rice and the chicharrones and cheese i didn't mm-hmm. want to put any beans so i did that and i put some sour cream oh my god it was amazing that sounds delicious I <laughs> i'm ready it. to go back and get another three pounds <laughs> I mean, look at you, but it's a snack, dinner, and breakfast. It's everything. You can keep reinventing it. Yes. You can probably it's magical. Get some, some ramen and then like put, put it on the side of your ramen. It might but, make you go to the broken toilet though. So. Don't go to, look, if you do have to go to a toilet, make sure it works. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, you don't, you don't want that, any of that stuff fitting in a broken toilet. That but I would just say, disaster. don't let like a location scare you or deter you that's all in your head like because the people were friendly at the end of the day like you don't have to worry about 
not belonging you're a customer of course and and you know culturally it's mostly all hispanic folk there but it's not like they're, they're gonna jump you because you're not hispanic yeah. <laughs> well before we recorded today i met a friend for lunch in a hood part of and as we were outside talking we were walking back to our cars and you know some gentlemen walked by and boo you know the black culture when you see a black person you're gonna speak so i said hey how you doing and then the gentleman said how you doing oh no it was like an episode of i mean uh uh, the movie friday (laughs) he said it like wendy williams how you doing oh how you doing okay okay but then after that we also saw women who were at work (laughs) um you mean from the oldest profession listen i'm i'm not judging but but i said the oldest profession there you go i mean they were at least they're working i yeah that's a silver lining at least they're working (laughs) Um, yeah, so speaking of the best food be in those hood spots like that, I had Vietnamese food and it was so good. I had a banh mi, a grilled okay. pork banh mi, and I got some spring rolls. So. See, now I just want to take that French bread that they use for banh oh, mi and put some black. chicharrones up mm, in there. That big old thick piece of pork. Mm, <laughs> mm, juicy. See, now I wish there were some chicharrones at the hallway potluck that I went to. Yesterday. Oh, did you have potluck boo? We did in my building. So, you know, it's summertime on campus and summertime is, it's kind of slow, kind of quiet. So we do things to pass the time and we had a hallway potluck, which is cool because the different departments, they signed up for different things. And um, I signed up for chips and salsa, something easy, (laughs) something that's packaged, right? Because I know that post COVID people feel a certain type of way about eating food from people's homes. Yeah. So it's best just to bring pre-packaged items. And so some of the food that was at the hallway potluck, it was pancit, the Filipino noodles. Uh That was delicious. And then lumpia, chicken lumpia. Another Filipino Mm -hmm. dish. It was so good. And we had egg rolls. One person did a baked potato bar, which was very, um, I guess, interesting for a potluck, but it worked. So what they did was they individually wrapped these huge potatoes they baked them overnight and then they bought their air fryer to work oh nice and they rotated the potatoes in and out of the air fryer so by the time it was time for the potluck they were ready nice and hot and fresh well that was considerate of them to think about that very considerate and toppings right so they bought sour cream well butter sour cream broccoli and cheese See, I'm that person that puts all that work into the dish. And after a while, you get salty about being that person because when people, like not, to, not to claim you, boo, but like, <laughs> like, they like me. we used to have these potlucks regularly at work too, way before the pandemic. And I would always bring these complicated dishes and somebody just strolls in with a water or a fruit bowl. And they, they would always sign up for the same thing over and over. So after a while, and then. You know, so you're going to enjoy this potluck for $7 when I paid $39 for all the ingredients when mm-hmm. I, for what I mean. So that I was just like, got kind of salty after a while about potlucks. Well, I mean, I did buy two bags of turkey. <laughs> At least you got two. <laughs> I hate those people who bring like 
enough for three people and you know there's going to be like 15 people at the well, potluck and i got the big jug of salsa i didn't there even get go, the small i got the big jug so <laughs> i spent a little bit of money <laughs> but there was a fruit tray there somebody okay. bought a fruit tray okay. um someone <laughs> bought a meal from el pollo loco i think it was like a 12 piece chicken meal uh-huh. with it came with the rice and the beans and tortillas on the side i saw a veggie platter what else oh little caesar's pizza okay yeah and then um cookies brownies nice variety of food sparkling water from trader joe's it was really good the lime flavor <laughs> the one i had <laughs> so it was cool and then um the chairman of the hallway potluck she so interestingly said oh you know i'm retiring in december and she said, Cam, she's been to these hallway potlucks and she probably can plan the next one. <laughs> Why are people always dumping things on you, boo? Like, so I'm like voluntold. And so I said, well, when are you retiring again? And she said, December 1st is my last day. I said, so you can plan one a month until December 1st. <laughs> and then we asked her if she can plan her own retirement party. <laughs> we were kidding, though. We're not going to make her do that. Well, so I get... Hmm? I was going to say, one of the things that always concerns me is whether or not people allow pets on their counters Mm. and things. So, you know, I don't want to knock, you know, know, cat owners or whatever, but sometimes I see on on social media how they let their cats go over, including kitchen counters. So I can't know if your cat's putting cat hair into things. And you don't know that either, because if you don't clean your counters very often... Yeah. You know? So we're eating cat hair. Mm, well, I don't have any pets, boo. So you are. I know. Eating- I know you don't, boo. So that's the <laughs> thing. Is I, I feel like sometimes if you're going to do these cop potlucks, people have to indicate, yes, I have a pet in my house. <laughs> well, and some people have severe allergies. So yeah. even the slightest smell of pet hair can send them into like shock. We don't <laughs> want that. We don't want any fatalities in the hallway. <laughs> It was supposed to be a cordial, fun event. Now somebody's dead. Oh, no. Now it turned into a murder mystery. <laughs> who did it? Who, who has the cat? <laughs> so, but um, if you are looking for ways to kind of just enjoy the office during the summertime is a hallway potluck. And the next one, we think we're going to do a building potluck because folks from the other hallway, they were coming to our hallway giving us like weird looks. <laughs> They just wanted to belong and be part of your world. Well, it's not our fault because where we work, boo, you know, everything is separated by division. Yeah. It's not our fault that another division is in the same building. I mean, they could do it too, you know. And they're more than welcome to come. (laughs) I mean, the more the merrier. (laughs) Well, if I were there uh, at your potluck, maybe I would have brought donuts. Oh, that's a good one. Because uh, this past weekend, I tried two different donut spots because they were in the same area. So I went to the Source um, Plaza in Orange County in Buena Park. And, you know, Boo, I took you there before. You have, Boo. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Oh, good. I'm glad. (laughs) But two donut shops have opened up since the last time you've been there, which has been a while, but uh, they're brand new or fairly new. And so first I went to Old Fairy Donut. And both donut shops are from South Korea. And they make amazing donuts i from what i heard and they did taste great from what i what i when i tasted them but old fairy donut um they basically sell the same donuts they're big and fat 
and and <laughs> plump thick. and thick, thick yes <laughs> and creamy uh but the, i'll go run over their flavors that they have every day um there's a coconut donut and it's got like a uh it's cream filled and then there's a peanut butter donut butter pistachio Ooh. and it's a pistachio cream butterscotch glazed donut the tiramisu donut was really good um the cream cheese donut the creme brulee raspberry ball it's got raspberry jam filling inside the choco fudge glazed the raspberry glaze and the boston cream so they're all big chunky donuts for 450 each <laughs> um just yeah, so i'm just saying thick is in yeah, it is. It's, it's, Stuff it's is in. worth a lot. <laughs> but so if you're go, you could try Old Fairy Donut. Otherwise, the other donut shop I went to was, it's a tricky way to pronounce it. Yojum Donut. It's more of a Korean word, and Yojum. It's they spell it Y O Z M, and basically what that means in Korean, it translates to like these days or nowadays, and and. They are on social media right now, trending as one of the trendiest donuts you can get right now. Mm -hmm. And I said, like I said, they came from South Korea, but the, oh, they are also these big old fat cream filled donuts, humongously fat donuts. <laughs> and the cream is so yummy. It's like not, it's almost like a whipped cream and custard, but it's not a, like it's a custard texture, not flavor. And it's like a Chantilly cream, which is a vanilla laced cream, but it's so melt in your mouth. And they do like strawberry, blueberry. They do a Nutella, matcha, creme brulee as well. And then the creme brulee, they really char it nicely where the, the sugar coating on the top is really nice and hard. So when you bite into it, you get that crunchy sugar into the donut. But then you um, get that nice cream. Yeah. Texture. And then they have the purple sweet potato donut, which is basically their ube slash taro donut. And I enjoyed that thoroughly. You know how I am with my ube. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, red bean butter donut for those Asians who like red bean specifically. So yeah, there's other flavors as well, but the you find them in the the third floor of the food court at the source. Um, they're not a standalone uh, like Old Fairy is, and they're part of what is called the bakery. Okay. And it's this large bakery called the bakery, and then they sell the Yojum donuts um, along with the bakery's items. Yeah, so I recommend if you're a donut fiend and you want to try something new, you can either go to Old Fairy Donut or Yojum Donut in Buena Park. Well, that sounds delicious. After talking about um, all this food, first it was chicharrones and then the hallway potluck and, and then donuts. the donuts. <laughs> so we're just reiterating the fact that use a working toilet <laughs> <laughs> after you eat all these yummy foods, but after eating all these foods, you probably need like to relax at the spa because you're going to have the itis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's not in your own bed, might as well be in the spa. <laughs> true, true. Well, I, I did visit the spa recently, boo. I told you about it. Uh-huh. So I went to Glen Ivy Spa in Corona. Um, and I was hesitant first about going because it's the summertime and nobody's trying to burn up at the spa <laughs> at the summer. <laughs> So if you haven't been to Glen Ivy, they have spa services. So massages, they do a uh, maternity massage, which I've never gotten, but my friend has gotten it. She said it's really a good massage. They have facials and you can get your nails done and just go. They, they do the mud cleanse there, boo, right? Yeah, they do the mud bath. 
So um, you can go and put the mud on your skin and let mm. it get all hard and then rinse it off. So it like exfoliates your skin mm. to get all the dead cells off. They have the mineral pools, which kind of smell interesting. <laughs> <laughs> they have a distinct smell to them. Uh, they have the hot tub there. They have the Roman baths. They have the sauna. So it's just a lot of ways you can relax. And uh, me and my friends, we decided to do their night spa, which is in the summertime. So it's 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. And it's reduced admission. So oh, it's only $55. And it was a group of eight of us that we finally said, you know what, we're going to go. We were going back and forth. And finally, like the night before, it was like, okay, we're going. And I still felt that there was a possibility we weren't going to go. But when we actually all showed up, I was like, oh, we're all here. All eight of you showed up? <laughs> yes. That's impressive. <laughs> well, because you know how it is, Boo, trying to plan for a oh, large I know. party. The more you have in a group, the more dissenting voices there could be. Well, and, and I mean, no shade, but sometimes people can flip-flop and, mm-hmm. and well, and schedules. Schedule, you know, schedules are always conflicting and busy. But we all came together. We were in line because this is a popular thing. Night spa is popular and the line was long to get in. Luckily, um, my friend Jocelyn, she got there before us. So Jocelyn and her two friends, uh, shout out to Julia and Dez, they were there and we were able to cut with them. So they were about the third party in line, right? So Glenn Ivy, they have to search your bags because people try to bring in like alcohol and food and things like that. And Glenn Ivy, they have their own bar. They also have a restaurant there. Now, when we were getting our bags checked, no one said anything about a reservation, right? And keep in mind, this is my third visit to Glenn Ivy. And I can remember just showing up and getting let in. Uh-huh. But apparently when COVID happened, they turned to a reservation system and you can like see Disneyland. why for contact tracing, right? Well, after our bags were searched, then we go to pay admission. And the first thing they ask us, do you have a reservation? Mm. And we're like, no, we don't have a reservation. And they're like, oh, well, you're supposed to have a reservation. So they turned us away. And so here you have these group of eight women now I will say six of us are black and then two were Asian I'm not calling racism but I was ready to start an Instagram live (laughs) and say racism (laughs) because one if we knew that reservations were required we would have made the reservations but it doesn't explicitly state that on their reservation or on their website on their uh uh-huh So then my friend, um, she's like, you know what, let me just go and talk to them. And so she went and she explained that, hey, we would have made a reservation. We didn't know we had to make one. The website does not say it clearly. Is there any way we can be let in for today? And lo and behold, they did let us in. And I think what it was, I mean, if you start to think about it, $55 times eight people, like they were going to miss out on just that mission money, right? If we were prepared to come to the spa and pay $55 to get in and then also spend additional money on food and drinks, me, I was disappointed that they didn't give us that option to begin with. Like, why did it have to take us 
kind of thinking, all right, should we question them or should we try to ask them, can they work with us? Which I'm happy they did. So in the end, it was fine. Uh, we got to go to the spa, got to enjoy, got to spend some quality time with my friends, which I love. And then also they had a live jazz that night. Oh, so you love here, jazz, girl. <laughs> here, here we are being bougie, sitting in the pool with a nice libation in our hand. And you had the gentleman playing the saxophone. It was really nice. I enjoyed it. Um, I did not do the the mud part this time because you know that mud, it stains your swimsuit. Oh, does it? I don't yeah. know. I haven't tried it. And I had a cute swimsuit on. So I was like, mm-mm. <laughs> This this mud is not staining my swimsuit, but um yeah. So shout out to Glenn Ivy. Just I had a really good time. I went home and I knocked out, and my skin was so soft because just imagine like sitting in therapeutic waters for like three or four hours straight. You're just over there, just at, at, in bed, touching yourself now in your skin, <laughs> your luscious skin. I ain't afraid to touch myself. I don't need nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I really enjoyed my time at the spa. So That's thank you. Time. Thank you, Glenn Ivy, for allowing me and my friends to um, yes. enter. Glenn Ivy, you almost, uh, you avoided a social media incident. <laughs> I was I was ready. I was, but I, I didn't do it. I did not do it. <laughs> well, if I were there with you, I probably would have relaxed and listened to some K-pop. <laughs> it would have been very fitting. Very fitting. <laughs> But uh, a group that I really enjoy called EXO, they're back. Um, they've been around a, a while now, but they have a new comeback. And it's the song is called Cream Soda. Okay. And it is kind of nasty. Mm. <laughs> what, what is it about cream and nasty? I don't know, but, you know, <laughs> they want all your cream soda. Oh, no. That's what they're What but, flavor? What a, flavor? It's a smooth... <laughs> pop r&b song and uh they they hit all these nice falsetto runs but uh it's a yeah i really enjoy the song uh, but what's exciting also is in korea a lot of artists to prove that they can sing and have vocals they go on to this um, series called killing voice and everybody's been wanting exo because they're known for their vocals to go on to killing voice and they finally have done it so I listened to it and every song is amazing. And they have too many songs where you like, they did t- almost 20 minutes, but you're like, that was it. I needed more. And, that's um, how I am when I watch the tiny desk concert. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. And um, so I, you know, so everyone's like, please give them a part two, <laughs> but um, it was nice to see them and them prove how good their vocals are. The only sad part is one of their members, Kai, he was um, unfortunately drafted and or had to serve his military duty in Korea. And he was supposed to do this comeback with them, but he got drafted earlier than expected. So then he couldn't do this comeback. And mm. thus he missed the killing voice. And Aww. fans were a little upset because the various members have been in and out of military service to fulfill their duties. And this would have been the first comeback after a while where they all would have been together as a group. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> at the last minute he got called in. Now they're not together as a whole group again. So hopefully the next comeback, once he's out of the military, they'll be able to do all the stuff, promotions, and maybe another Killing Voice with a part two as a full group. I would hope so. And maybe the fans can come together on social media and kind of force a part two with the whole group. Yeah, I mean, well, once they see, once the organization who puts that 
Killing Boys Together sees the number of views, they'll probably be like, oh, yeah, we need a part two. Hashtag Killing Voice with Kai or something. <laughs> yeah, that, that, <laughs> that sounds good, boo. <laughs> you heard it first on Bougie Boo. <laughs> <laughs> or boo, maybe you should start the hashtag. I should. Ooh. Yeah, thanks to, thanks to you. <laughs> Before anybody does it. <laughs> you know, K-pop stands are so fanatic. I'm sure it's already out there. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, I do like the name Kai. It's yeah. Almost, yeah, it's, it's a nice name for a boy or a girl. So, well, well wishes to Kai. And I hope he enjoys his military service. Well, you know, hopefully he gets, he can serve it quickly, which I think he'll be about a year and a half to two years and he'll be out. So, but the, yeah, it seems like a long time, but whenever they go into military service, they're right back out and it's like, oh, they're here for another comeback. So no. it just kind of flies by. Yeah. Like time. Time flies when you're having fun and not not having fun, apparently, too. <laughs> All right, boo. I think it's best we be getting out of here. Best we be getting out of here. I can't talk today. Well, I mean, that's fine and all. We just got to walk out into the heat, though. Walk out into the heat to get into our car to mine our business. Well, yeah, I'm going to get into my Ultima and try not to get into a wreck. Don't be an Ultima <laughs> driver. <laughs> oh, my gosh, boo. You're hilarious. Again, you crack me up episode after episode. I mean, you crack me up too, boo. <laughs> and you know what type of day I had prior I to recording. <laughs> like, talk about hot mess. <laughs> uh, story of our, well... I'll speak for myself. Story of my life. No, boo, you can say all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boo. Until next time, be bougie. And remember, you ain't got to be bougie if you stay bougie. Bye. Bye.